Welcome to the Nifty Podcast presented by Party Fish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all over the world. Film starts here at Nifty 2022 in Seattle, Washington. So hi everybody, I'm Andy Dieguez. I use they, them, or he, him pronouns. And today I am interviewing the director of Fuckboy, uh, Emma. So Emma, would you mind introducing yourself to us, please? Hello, uh, my name is Emma Weinswig and I'm the director, writer, and I also act in Fuckboy, the short film. Awesome. So I kind of just wanted to jump in and talk about this. Um, so we love chaos. We love, <laughs> you know, a, like a coming of age story about three friends. And I noticed that you and the other two that were featured in the film, you all kind of acted as yourselves in a way. And I, I guess I wanted to hear more about that process. And, you know, how about like, what is it, what, what's different between you and real life versus you and your friends in the short film? Um, so yeah, we, I actually met, met both of the actresses, um, at acting school. We all went to acting school, um, for college. Um, and something that I know they do at a lot of acting schools, including ours, went to University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Um, they have you play a lot of roles in like main stage plays where you're playing something that's not really like who you are. Like, uh, um, some of us like out of the three of us, like when I was played like a social worker that was like in their like 50s. And like, I think Noah played like a, a little baby and an old man and like a, a prostitute that was like much older than her. Like you get really stretched and it's awesome. But by the time we were in our third year, we were like, okay, we just want to like do something that's like us. Like we want to just yeah. like, like find a role that's like, um, like ourselves. Um, and we had just watched Super Bad um, and we're just like freaked out. Like, oh my God, the writing is actually so good. Um, it's structurally really well done, even though it's, you know, it has stupid moments and things that, you know, it's not perfect, but I do think it's, it's just a, like such a, like a great film. Uh, so we wanted to sort of put, put on the page how we talk, um, and like the people sort of that we just are and get like, see if we could actually act who, who we really are versus stretch ourselves, um, with sort of the like intention. We are also, I'm also like a big fan of Annie Baker, um, a playwright and Kenny Lonergan who they just write like how people sound and how people talk so well. Yeah. So we were trying to go for that. We, um, we started writing in like the fall of 2019. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic happened. We were planning to shoot that summer, 2020. And, you know, we're all in different places. Like Noah lived in Minneapolis and Annika was in LA and I'm in Northern California where the film is shot. And it was just sort of like super unknown. There were no guidelines, nothing was shooting at this point. We were trying to do it in July. Um, we needed to get an Airbnb. You couldn't even really get Airbnbs. Yeah. Like at the time it was just, it was crazy. Stuck in a um, limbo. Yeah. So yeah. we were like, okay, let's like, we sort of made our own guidelines and like we shot everything outside and we had a super small crew. Like you can look at the credits, it's like, like five people. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it was it was awesome. Um, it was like the funnest four days of my life by far. That we shot four days, uh, just to like show them my hometown, shoot my my first film in my hometown that I don't live in anymore, um, and yeah, get to like go back to that that go back to that place and put on screen this particular kind of guy that was sort of at my high school, this fuck boy, mm. uh, this, <laughs> this sort of like non-committal. Uh, asshole, um, does whatever he wants, yeah, the kind of thing, um, and kind of make it into this sort of, like, 
monster was sort of our what we were going for was to make them in the the, the chase scene be like almost a like Jaws like scary thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really fun. My brother got to be in the film. He's one of the fuck boys. Um, and then our, our AD as well stepped up on the day of to become uh, become Cooper mm-hmm. uh, because the person unfortunately that was going to play Cooper got got COVID. Oh, okay. um, so it was crazy. There were definitely obstacles, but overall like it went really well. Um, Malik Dowdy, who went to my college, uh, was in the film program there. He shot it, did an amazing job. And yeah, and, I, and then I like went back to school after that and was in a very like kind of intense last year of school. So um, luckily I met some other NIFNI alumni, Brian Niles, um, Shane Bagwell, Will Noyce, and uh, like the Chelsea Eyes and Roxy Sorkin. They all like watched the first cut, which was pretty brutal. And they were like, this is awesome. Like you definitely have something here. Don't give up on this. Um, you just need to like get probably another editor to look at it because, you know, I wrote it, I'm in it, I directed it. Yeah. I was, like, sitting on it for so long. Yeah, you need a fresh set of eyes to yeah. look at it. I needed a fresh set of eyes. I also, like, don't know Premiere that well. So, mm-hmm. like, Brian, like, really fixed it up um, and also, like, was just great at knowing, like, okay, where can we make this this tighter and, like, cut this down and snappier, which is what we were going for. And you need to be, like, really skilled to be able to edit that. Um, he edits dialogue so well and also just knows how to, like, hit the comedic moments and um, structure the arc of the story. Uh, so it was great. And yeah, I don't remember what the original question was. I just like spit out what the story <laughs> of the movie was. You are perfect. Okay. <laughs> you did great. I'm super interested to hear about the process that you went through with being a director, a writer, and an actor in this. What was it like for you mm-hmm. to, you know, what, did you have to like switch gears between roles? Did you have to you know, like, were you just able to kind of, like, do it on the fly? Or what was that experience like for you? Um, because we wrote it, and it was very close to us. Like, the directing stuff of it wasn't very complicated. Mm-hmm. It was more of, like, a... I was, like, a logistic... I felt like a logistical sort of, like... I was, like, an AD more than anything. I was, like, getting stuff going. Um, and then sometimes throwing in ideas. Um, but we did have, like, a pretty good rehearsal process before and had spent so many times, edit- so much time editing the script that the directing, like, I could kind of step back and, yeah, just try to get it done. And I think also having so much to be juggling as an actor, like, made me not watch myself. And I was never, like, I never had time to get into my head and, like, mm-hmm. sit on the sidelines before the take and be like, oh, damn, this is the emotional part. Gotta be sad. Like, no, yeah. there wasn't time. It was just like, the, oh, we're gonna run out of light. We gotta go. Oh, this location doesn't work. We have to go drive and find another one. Like, it was just crazy. Um, especially because we were trying to shoot at like the sunset time, it was a oh disaster. Yeah. Uh, and the up there on the mountain too, like can get really foggy. So for one of the, the tree scene was just an absolute nightmare uh, to shoot. And uh, we shot the, the, the fuck boy scene like right after it. And I really wish we would have flipped them if I could go back just in the, the order of shooting just because the fog was really bad in the morning when we shot the first scene. But yeah, uh, it was good. I like definitely, I think after the fact I was like, oh my God, I don't ever want to direct and act and do that again um, <laughs> at the same time. But I think it was it was challenging because it was my first time and I didn't have a ton of resources and now I feel like I do. I know a lot more like filmmakers um, and then I just directed, just directed and wrote this short and just like watching Fuckboy again, I'm like, oh, I miss like acting in something I'm directing or wrote. Like it's just you're, you're so involved in the process and you can actually be like, oh, like I, after the take, like, oh, I know how that felt for me. Like, let's let's uh, talk about it and maybe I'll throw something out, else out there. Um, so I don't know if I'm interested in doing like directing, writing, acting again, but I definitely want to do 
writing and acting next. Yeah. If there's, if there's a way. Less of a trifecta and more of a duo, yeah. if you will. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I completely get that. I was curious to, to know, so I noticed one thing was that you guys uh, were shooting on like a camcorder at points, and then the Fuckboys had like a live stream iPhone yeah, you know, like yeah. style. Was there, uh, was that like an intentional choice? What went behind that decision? Yeah, um, well I was definitely super inspired. There's like a lot of really good skaters um, where I grew up. Like, um, you know, the kid Nico, who's in Booksmart, he, like, is from San Francisco. Um, he's friends, like, friends with my older brother who's in the film. Um, nice. And, like, there's so many of my brother's friends are incredible skaters and also really good at editing. And they would make these, like, really cool skate videos. Um, there's also this skate group called Illegal Sieve that I was really inspired by. Their videos are really cool. Like, they made that, they made that sh- uh, feature North Hollywood, but they've had, like, a lot of uh, these, like, sort of... Um, they're not they're not like shorts but they're they're like 10 minutes ish of just like like skate clips and with like fun music and a lot of it is shot on um on like little fun camcorders like this um a lot of skate videos like the the video like cherry supreme video is really famous like i watched a lot of those and was trying to like i kind of wish we would have shot the whole thing on a if i could do it again on the, yeah they've been really cool um but i do think like it wouldn't have shown the beauty of the place as much um but yeah yeah um it was sort of inspired by that as well as Blair Witch Project I think just think that movie's sick and like yeah. it's like what if because we're always like on our phones and sometimes we're filming like my uh, like our age people um but I wanted something like if you just if someone like has their phone in a, in a shot like in a movie it kind of takes you away from it I think mm-hmm. so it was like just a way to kind of capture this and uh also I feel like when you're it's like when you shoot something on film, it has a different feeling. I think also when you're looking at something with the VHS, like I wanted to sort of feel like this memory more so and more intimate, like you're right there with us. And this was what we were looking back at. Um, yeah, it was like very much our, well, my perspective, I guess, because my, uh, my character is the filmmaker. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I really loved how, you know, sometimes like in the cuts between like, you know, regular just like film versus like the camcorder shots. It almost like kind of punctuated some of the jokes and like made them, you know, hit a little mm-hmm. bit harder and like you could really notice them a lot more. Yeah. Um, what was it like being co-creators with people that you went to school with and had, you know, this bond with before you set off on this filmmaking adventure for this project? It was awesome. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's definitely what I always want to keep doing is, um, having like a few people that are really invested in a project with me and just people that I work with well, um, which I definitely think was the case um, with everybody that was on this project. Um, but yeah, especially just like building something with with two people that were gonna be uh, as a part of it as I was, like was, was just so much fun and definitely what got me through the pandemic summer. Yeah, like yeah. it was just something I was like, oh, this, this is this is so much more fun to think about than TikTok or whatever. Like this is just, um, yeah, it's, it's my, it's my thing that I love doing. Um, and I love collaborating with people. Like I don't, I don't, I'm definitely not the kind of filmmaker that like, I don't think I could be an editor and be alone, even though it is collaborative, but like I, I love like the directing or the acting cause it's, you need another part. You can't do it alone. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any, were, were there any like favorite days of shooting or like any moments mm. that were like really funny or just anything that really stood out to you as like a, a nice memory? That's a good question. Um, well, there was, there's, there was like, fun, there were funny things that aren't in the film. Um, my dad, 
did this phone call that was really funny that was going to be in the short film. There was like a there was sort of like an intro for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Annika was her getting a bikini wax, but we were like doing it from home, like we were doing it for her. So it was hilarious. She was just like improvising, saying like the funniest things when we would wax her. We sort of like it was an homage to Forty Year Old Version for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Noah's was she was in the bathtub and she was using a vibrator, and then it like uh, like bounced out of the bathtub and it like perfectly like I was filming with this the handy cam and it perfectly like bounced right by me. Oh my it god! It was really sad that we had to cut it because it looked really cool, <laughs> but there was just no point of having it in. Um, maybe I'll like release those separately or something. You got um, but yeah, and then mine was like me. I was like on my I was on the phone with my grandma. And then I was on Tinder and like at the same time, and then I had gotten sent a video, and, and then when I opened it, it was like the sound of porn, and then she heard it. So like <sighs> recording that was really really funny. Um, but my dad sort of wrote the script for what she was gonna say, so it was just hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> those, are, those are some highlights. It was great getting to work with my brother. He was like the most passionate um, PA ever. He always is. He just um, yeah, he's the best. I noticed one thing um, about the camcorder was that I noticed the date said 2017. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it, there's, like, a way to change it. Yeah. But it wasn't a period piece. That would have been dope, That's, though. Okay, we can cool. say it was. I, we didn't really have a specific time. It definitely wasn't in the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I, maybe it was 2017. Yeah. That was the year I graduated um, high school. But that okay. wouldn't – we were supposed to both all be in our, like, our last – going into our last um, year of college. Mm-hmm. But, like – I wasn't in college, um, and Noah's character obviously wasn't in college, but yeah, yeah, there was sort of a link, which was like actually where we were at in our lives as well, of like, okay, we have one more, one more year of school left before we're like adults mm-hmm. in the real world, whatever. Um, yeah, so that wouldn't be 2017 for us. Nice. But, yeah. yeah, it's like a little time capsule yeah. in a way. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about the song. So mm-hmm. when I first caught that little beginning, I I love Kids by Slave Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I also noticed it was Party in the USA. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so basically, what happened was I always thought I was always like it's gonna be a Slave Bells song for sure. Um, I just think that song's the best. And it was like a song I, I like got back to that album. It's like from 2010. And like during the pandemic, I was listening to that all the time. And we just needed something that felt like that, like energy of us going to his car to key the car. But then, yeah, we initially wanted this song by Blade called mm-hmm. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Um, but we were worried about like that because it's, it's so obviously a Blade song. And like mm-hmm. at the end, maybe for some festivals, not being good to have, it could like, disqualify us. So I had Brian and August make a sort of Blade song and they they made it like party and they say versus like girls just want to have fun nice. um yeah a little played song yeah <laughs> i remember really i like even like rewinded it and i was like wait a second <laughs> so funny yeah, those lyrics hang on <laughs> the anthem <laughs> yeah nice um i'm glad you caught that <laughs> yeah yeah me too so you mentioned that this project kind of it, its genesis if you will was 2019 like right mm-hmm. before the pandemic yeah um what if you if you want to go into that? What was that like for you as a you know as a director and as a creator to mm. have that happen? Yeah, it was crazy. Well, I was on I was on crutches my third uh, third year like during the first semester, so right before COVID. Mm-hmm. I found out in January 2020, 2020, 
2020, 2020 mm-hmm. that I had a stress fracture in my hip and I had no idea I was walking on it for a month. Um, and then I was on crutches for basically the rest of until we had spring break and then we were all in, on spring break and then basically everything shut down. And I like had just gotten home and got off crutches mm-hmm. and uh, then everything was closed down. So I was like very grateful <laughs> to be walking and I uh, still had some projects for school that I got to do and it was really crazy to like do them standing standing and walking around. And this was uh, this was definitely just, like kind of scary because I was like, we had to like fall and skate. Am I going to be good? So, yeah. so but I, like I had time and I they did a ton of physical therapy and um, like got to being in a good place with it. But um, yeah, it was just a, it was a really like also altering I mean, it's it's insane not to be able to walk, and you see how like everything is so ableist, especially like at my school. Like, it was so dangerous to get to class because there was no elevator up to where the studios were, and it was like wow. raining all of January. So I would like have to go up the stairs and be like, okay, am I gonna like fall down the stairs today and like hurt myself? Yeah. But luckily that never happened. But it's definitely fucked fucked up that it's like that. No offense to the school, but you gotta figure that out. Um, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I I was like very that was a very like I don't know it was a charged growing experience and then so was the pandemic um and I think having the film to work on was it was a huge blessing um it was also just like insane that I did that <laughs> it was like yeah. really kind of crazy nothing was shooting and no one really even knew what COVID was exactly to a degree but it was sort of like what else are we gonna do like we're just sitting around at our houses um Let's just all get tested before and wear masks and does we're on camera. But yeah, I'm really glad it happened because the timing of it all feels really right that when I met my friends, yeah. I had the footage and they were excited about it and they helped me finish it. And um, and now I'm here when the first time in person. So it feels like it's it was meant to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been just really insane to hear such positive feedback from people and also hear like people that aren't just our age like it like a lot of people uh that are like older would be like I know what that was like like I really felt like I knew these girls and all that and I was like yeah I just wasn't expecting that I was like oh, definitely people that are my age are going to get this and be like oh I know these guys I know what this is like but yeah yeah how long did it take for you guys to shoot um it was four days like we didn't use really the footage from one of the fourth one of the, the fourth day, so I want to say it was like three days because mm-hmm. we did like a, we had a montage sequence, so we just like went around and shot during one day. It was really fun, but mostly just it was for fun. Um, but yeah, it took us four four days. It took wow. a long time to edit because I was I was sitting on it and yeah, you know, they're never gonna do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great great lesson, great lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you would say to yourself, you know, 2019, you on crutches pre-pandemic or start of the pandemic? I I think I would say, like, just to go for it. And I would have said that to myself also, like, throughout the post-production process, just to, like, not think about or think about it too long mm-hmm. um, and just start trying, trying to make it happen. Um, yeah, yeah. And use your resources bother people ask people questions don't try to do everything by yourself because people know better than you sometimes and also if you're wondering about something just ask someone and if you need a favor just ask like they'll probably do it especially like at this level of you know short film yeah use your resources like if you don't have a lot of them still use them 
um, yeah, that's how stuff gets off the ground. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like the silver lining here is sort of a, everything happens for a reason, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 For sure. Nice. Um, so Emma, 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 do you have any projects in the works or any goals for the future or stories that you would like to tell moving forward? Yeah. Um, I'm in the process of editing uh, a, sh- a, sh- a film I, I just directed. It should be it should be in the next like festival wave um, is what I'm like aiming for. Yeah, it should be done soon. Um, I'm not I'm not quite at like picture locked, but I'm close. Um, I'm editing it with Will Noyce, um, Shane Bagwell shot it, uh, Alexis Gisal and David Levy are the two actors. They were amazing. Exciting. Um, yeah, it was fantastic to to get to work with them and to not be in front of the camera was also really really fun. Um, but also has made me be hungry to to do that again. So I'm also yeah now writing. Um, a short film that I'll be acting in with my brother. Um, that's uh, it's a little bit related to uh, maybe it's a more um, empathetic look at a fuckboy and Ooh. yeah, and like their why they are how they are and their relationship not only towards women um, they're uh, in, romantically involved with, but sisters, mothers, and. Um, yeah, just what that kind of person is. Um, yeah. It's like a closer, like I feel like it was a pretty flat, stereotypical uh, caricature of a fuckboy in my first film. And I kind of was like, I wonder if we could do like more of a character study and have my brother be in it and cool. me as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what's coming up, I think. Nice, yeah. that sounds super exciting. I'm so yeah. looking forward to seeing what more you have in store. Thank you. Uh, so where can we find you on social media? Um, I have an Instagram. Um, my name is at Carpe Diem. <laughs> Carpe Diem. Uh, nice. Yeah, I think it's two underscores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's really all I have. Yeah. I'm not on TikTok, really. Valid. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's TikTok can, you know, it, it's like uh, I've someone said, like, it's so hard to watch, like, a 20-minute like video on YouTube, but then it can become so easy to just like scroll and scroll through TikTok and watch 20 minutes of TikToks. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, that's what our attention span is now. And I think it's it's a valid thing and it's just what we're progressing to and it can be useful, but I know it's not for, I'm not really feeling creative on it per se, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Emma. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to answer these questions. So thanks for listening, everybody. For more information on Nifty 2022 or any upcoming events, the talented youth and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram and TikTok at Nifty Film. It's funny. We were just talking about TikTok. For more podcasts from Party Fish Media, search Party Fish Media wherever you listen to your podcasts or check out our website at partyfish.media. Party Fish Media. Partyfish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.